Hi, it's Jeff here. Just before we start our latest Six Nations pod, just a quick word to remind you of the Harp and Guinness Pine Predictor League. If you think you can predict the scores from this year's championship better than our panelists, then why not prove it by first downloading the free Fanzo app, then joining our league, just enter the code HARPIN, that's H-A-R-P-I-N. There's a signed copy of the book on how to become a pro rugby player by Brian Moylet to be won by the best score in a single Six Nations round. The leader so far is Andrew Byrne with 67 points, and you'll have two more chances to beat that. And of course, you can also win a free pint from every match just by getting close enough to the right result. Right, on with the preview show. Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and welcome to the Harpin' on Rugby preview show. Joining me to look ahead to this week's Six Nations action is uh, someone earning cap number 49. Welcome back to Mr. Neil Kego Keegan. 49 caps. Wow, we are getting... This is beyond a joke at this stage. I hope you're well. That's it. Yeah, very well. And before we get to this week's preview, uh, why don't you tell us what you've got coming up on the stand-up circuit, Kego? Oh, absolutely, yes. Well, um, I was in Limerick last night. Uh, so all of the work I've been doing here, making friends with the people of Limerick, really helped. Yeah, um, so, so. we had a full, we had a full house. Everyone was in great form, and then next week, next uh, Thursday, I think it is the sixteenth, heading to Galway uh, for the ro- into the Roisin Dove, and then back to Dublin the following week uh, for a couple of gigs, and then over to Birmingham, and then a couple of weeks off to try and write some funny new stories. So it's uh, it's nonstop. But Limerick was great. Um, we, uh, talking rugby uh, without causing arguments. It was a brand new experience for me, so it was great. <laughs> Very good. Good training for you. Um, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. And of course, all the links um, for all his gigs are in the program notes. Okay, so now it's time to start um, harping on this week's feature match, which as you can see up there is uh, Scotland v Ireland. It's in round three of the 2023 Guinness Six Nations. And it kicks off at Murrayfield at 3 p.m. on Sunday, March the 12th. The match is being broadcast on RTE2 and ITV1. Uh, Ireland named their starting lineup at lunchtime on Friday. So let's have a look, starting with the back line. And we've got uh, Hugo Keenan at fullback. The wingers are James Lowe and Mac Hansen. The centers are Bundiaki and Gary Ringrose. And the uh, halfbacks are Connor Murray and Johnny Sexton. Captain. We can't, can't really argue a huge amount. I know people are talking about Stu being left out. Uh, I think with, with, with uh, as we'll talk about the bench, I think that's the reason why they're uh, we've got that balance now. We have our three, I guess, main midfielders who need more minutes. Obviously, Gary missed last week uh, 50 caps. I kind of think, I assumed he had 150 caps the way, you know, you always think about him in that jersey now. Uh, we obviously need to get minutes into Robbie and Aki as well. I think Stu has done a great job. I think he's a bit of a calf injury, which is, a, uh, mm. there's a couple of alarm bells coming up now with, with hamstrings and calves and things. It shows they're doing a huge amount of running, which is great. They're tackling into the 81st minute, trying to trying to win the game all the way that late. The problem is some, some of them are starting to break down now, which is a worry. Uh, but in terms of, like, Murray's obviously felt the pressure and responded well. Uh, him and Sexton, look, I have to start saying this out loud. This is pretty close to our semi-final team. Um, and this is, the, you know, I, I do think we'll, we'll talk about the forwards, which I think might be a little bit where we need a bit of work. But I think the back line... You pay money for that back line. That's the, 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 the best compliment we can say. Yeah, I mean, we had a pod during the week. I had a pod from um, uh, a panelist from all the provinces. And uh, we all agreed on Stu that he was unlucky. And it was it was gas because just last, just when uh, the New Zealand series happened, we were mm-hmm. talking about uh, our centers, our Henshaw, Ringrose, Aki, and uh, James Hume. 
And yeah. that was it. And there was no one else getting into that little club there. And um, now Hume is the one fighting back to get into the team. And McCluskey is the one unlucky not to feature because he's like you say, he's had a great, uh, great competition so far. And but, you know, if there's any any suggestion of an injury, I suppose we're probably better going with it with, with the fitter players with that, especially with the short turnaround to the England game. But it's it's good to see Gary Ringrose back. And there's, uh, there's a lot of names coming back into this lineup that 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 is really good to see. And um, Sexton, of course, and ring rows are, are among them. But uh, we'll move on to the forwards now anyway, as you mm-hmm. say. And uh, the front row is uh, Andrew Porter, Dan Sheehan, and Tyke Furlong. Uh, the second row, uh, Ian Henderson and James Ryan. And the back row, Peter Armani, Josh Van Der Fleer, and Kaylin Doris. Here we go. Right. This is our semi-final front row. This is our final front row. I'm saying all this stuff out loud now. This is our front row. Um, Want to bleep that out? You know that, don't you? No, no. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I woke up this morning as we were deciding we were going to have a chat, and I was kind of going, right, are, am I going to verbalize this, or am I going to be scared to verbalize it? There is obviously a bit of fear when you say these things out loud, but everything is lining up. It's a matter of the team continuing to evolve and perform. You look at what that front row has done. You look at what Bielem has stepped in and done and has been doing over the last 18 months. That's our, that's our A1 front row, the envy of the world right there. Everyone can pass, catch, kick, tackle, run. It's amazing. So let's, 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 we don't need to talk too much about that, aside from the fact that it's great to see Furlong back in a start. Watching him sing the anthem is worth twice the price of admission. The second row now, that's where I think, in terms of depth and all that sort of stuff, and especially when you see, I keep going back to our, our, our province, which is not the point I'm trying to make here, but you see the job Jenkins does in the blue jersey when he's fit and, and in there. And you look at what we need in the green jersey. Ryan has obviously stepped up massively. He's back. He's confident. He's strong. He looks a bit bigger. He looks a bit angrier. That's great. It's beside him that we have um, a slight issue, especially with, with uh, Ty Byrne being injured. So I want, I want to see the... I don't want to see the old Henderson, but I want to see a, a reinvigorated Henderson. Um, I know there's been injuries and things like that, but that's where we need that. We need that kind of, people say enforcer. It's the wrong word. Strength is also the wrong word because he's a big, strong, angry man. But we need that extra bit of oomph there in the four jersey. And I think he's got to do it this weekend. I think, I think Scotland have, have, have also named their A1 squad. They're, co- they're ready to rock and roll. It's the second row I feel they're going to try and go for, whether it's line out, whether it's scrum, that's what they're going to try and do. Because back row, again, again, that's worth twice the price of admission. You look at you look at the job O'Mahony does in that green jersey, it's unbelievable. What the thing you look at afterwards is the amount of rooks he hits. Uh, look at that on the Sunday morning. That's going to be frightening to read because he just doesn't stop. Great to see Doris in there. You can you can talk about kind of Maybe going back to the second row, Baird getting in there and doing a bit of time, which I think may happen, which I think may be a slight kick in the arse for Henderson. I'm talking about it like there's a problem. It's a great selection. Mm. There's a couple of things that just need put an elastic band around Henderson's testicles and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what we'll have to do is what I'd like to see us go after the Scottish lineout. And I think mm. we've got the players to do that. Uh, Henderson can, James Ryan can definitely do it. And Peter Romani is uh, is very good at very good at disrupting things as well. That's a, that's one place where the Scots will be looking to to, to get the better of us. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a good selection. And the best thing I can say uh, about Finley Bealham's contribution is that if he were fit. Um, I, I'm concerned about the six-day turnaround to the England match as well. You don't always look beyond it, but it is something to consider. 
And um, I think a bit like a couple of the others who are returning, if, if Bielum was fit, I think he could have started and they could have had mm. Furlong on the bench and uh, brought them on just for less game time. There's nothing against Tom O'Toole, but it's just, I think, I think Bielum has played that well that he could have earned a start, you know, but okay, well, let's have a look at that bench now. Anyway, um, so mm. Ronan Keller, Ken Healy and Tom O'Toole are the front row. Ryan Baird at 19, Jack Cohn in the 20. And then the backs are Jemison Gibson Park, Ross Byrne and Robbie Henshaw. What a bench. You know, we were thinking, right, they're going to, uh, Gibson Park and Sexton will be right there in the middle again. Murray's put a bit of pressure on and he's ready to go. Obviously, we'll get minutes into Gibson Park. But look at that replacement front row there. You know what I mean? How, you, you look at the medals in Keller and Healy. O'Toole is going to do that job. He did a great job. Anytime he's come on, he's really galvanized us again. Not that we're getting tired, but it's a bit passy-passy. And he is smashy-smashy. And that's that, it's a beautiful thing. And then you see Ross Byrne. So he's now cemented as our number two, which is... I think it's important for him between the years and it's important for us. We've been saying it for a long time. It's it's great that we are not insane. We're actually seeing what's happening. And then we've got Henshaw ready to ready to go. He, he's going to be hungry again. Um, I, I think it's the right call playing Aki with the extra few minutes he's had. Uh, and then Henshaw's going to come on. Uh, but again, if Ringrose plays the full, full 80, that's another huge batch of minutes in his boots. He got a break last week. But... He still has a lot of boots, uh, a lot of minutes in the boots, which is a little bit of a worry. Yeah, I mean, like a lot was said about what happened against Italy. And, you know, we, we were looking for, we, we keep talking about these work-ons that we feel we need in all these uh, Irish performances because, you know, they keep getting maximum point wins. So you're trying to find something something constructive to look, bring forward. And we, we, we looked at the, the centres. We were saying maybe we weren't as defensively as uh, tuned in in the centres. And that wasn't to knock Bondiaki. That wasn't mm-hmm. to knock anyone that was there. It's what you say, minutes in the boots. Uh, Ringrose brings that calmness, the, um, the experience, and uh, the leadership as well now that uh, that th- that we want in that crucial position, and you will see it hopefully um, on Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. So so it'd be good to see him, like you say, um, uh, as with with Henshaw, you know, due to come on at some stage, it's really going to shore things up. And of course, he can play either position uh, yeah. in the midfield. So so he's he's good for that jumper for now. Okay, so now it's time to have a look at our opposition, which of course is uh, Scotland. As ever, my graphics department is going to put their names up on the screen, or if you're listening to the podcast, they can be found in the program notes. What are you making of their lineup, Kigo? They're not here to mess around. Um, the, the only thing that I, I noticed, and it, I, it's very rare I watch uh, enough French rugby, but I made sure to tune in to watch Finn Russell the other day. Um, now, maybe it's always there. I, I Please correct me, but... There's a lot of strapping on his leg. He did not look happy. Now, I guess you wouldn't be happy being dragged out of camp and having to come back like Sexton years ago. Is that going to have an effect on him or is that going to make him a little bit more, um, you know, angry, I suppose is the word. And he doesn't work well angry. He works well relaxed. You look at Hogg at the back there. They're not here to mess around. I do think they fancy a shot at our second row in the line out. Uh, I do think they, they do fancy... Vandermerve uh, versus Hansen on the wing. Uh, not enough skills for skill, but I just mean in, in terms of general size. So I think we're going to see a lot of kicking from Scotland, uh, but they're not here to mess around. Like that's We remember the, the great Scottish teams and they kind of dipped and they, they kind of upped and down peaks and valleys. This is a really great team they've picked. It's a really strong coach. It all makes sense. So it's not going to be easy. When, our, when we come to our predictions, it's not going to be plus 30 or anything like that. But uh, they can't pick a better team. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's easy just to look at Russell, but uh, like you say, there's uh, there's names on this. 
names that can hurt you all the way through. Vandermeer, a hog. Mm. Um, they've a good center pairing there. Uh, they're missing Gilchrist, of course. He got his red cards, but um, they bring in the Gray brothers there to, to the mm-hmm. second row, so they they know about this this level. And then, of course, um, you know my 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 own favorite position that the old uh, number one assuming uh, there is uh, his. I've been talking about his battle with Porter. I know they're not coming up against each other in the scrums, but uh, they both wearing the number one, and they're both that kind of mm-hmm. dynamic kind of player. Um, and then you got Schumann with his carries and Porter, got, you know, he does carries as well, but he gets in and jackals turnovers. There's so much more than props are usually uh, uh, expected to, or maybe that was just me that I was ever expected to do. But uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, in the modern day, they bring a much, they bring uh, much more to the game. And uh, th- th- those are two of the best at the moment. So you just see them and their, their talent goes all the way to the bench. You talk about our returning um, center coming into 23. Well, they have a Mr. Chris Harris who knows a thing or yep. two about games like this. He's a 23 as well. So this uh, and Hamish Watson on the bench as well. Loads of names right throughout the lineup. It's going to be an 80 minute contest for sure. Like you say, it's, 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 it should be close. Okay. So now we'll move on to the officials. And um, as you can see there, Luke Pierce is uh, holding the whistle. Wayne Barnes is, is running the lines with uh, Chris, Christoph Ridley. And it's an all English um, official team there. The weather uh, predicted for Edinburgh, the, the official line is mostly cloudy with a brief shower or two. And it looks like it was written by the Scottish <laughs> tourist board as the best possible spin on the weather there that could be there. But uh, that's um, that's as good as we expected. 55% rain, a little bit of wind um, should be okay there, which of course moves us on to our predictions. Um, we'll put our heads on the block here. We're going to start with Italy against Wales. I think it's, I think Italy are going to, are going to take it. I think they're, if they're able to, uh, certainly if they're able to get a great start, I think I, I think I put in the Fanzo app that everyone watching needs to join the Harpen uh, Fanzo League, uh, or maybe don't just to see how badly I'm doing. Um, I think I put in Italy by five. I think in that, I think Italy by five. Yeah, I I really think that I think they've been targeting this game all along, even before a ball was kicked, even before all the. Um, uh, the Murphy's Law, whatever you want to call it, um, it's been happening in Welsh rugby recently. Um, it's the, the bookies actually have Wales by a point. I'm surprised at that. Um, I thought they might have, you know, given they might be trying to tempt some uh, some money uh, going one way or the other. But uh, it's. Um, it, it it's the, for the first time I think ever you 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 go for a home win in this fixture. I don't think that would have happened mm. since the six nations since Italy joined the Six Nations that they 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 generally be considered favourites. Okay, so that brings us to Le Crunch, which is England against France at Twickenham. What do you see? How do you see that going? I see it tight as well, but I, I see France winning. Um, I think I put France. I think I put in. I think I put in seven or ten. Ten, I'd say, uh, yeah. for France. Yeah, the bookies have that by two, but still the fact that they're going for France uh, speaks volumes. I mean, I know they're they're champions and all, but they have had their issues, but it just shows uh, where English rugby is at the moment. I mean, they're they're not even putting Farrell in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, things are things are going uh, the, the way they are uh, for England. So uh, you definitely have to fancy the French, but it still could be close by the end of it, which of course leads us to our match on the Sunday. How do you have it? How do you have it going? As, as you said, it's going to be 80 plus minutes. I, I don't know why my lucky number this weekend is five. I've lost by five, no bonus point, but it's going to be it's going to be a victory that we 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 deserve, we worked for, and we remember. Yeah, the interesting thing about this match is that um, depending on how things go at Twickenham, but if nobody gets a bonus point at Twickenham, then 
a bonus point for us would clinch the championship. And but on Scotland's side, whatever happens, Scotland are actually going for the triple crown. I mean, they have mm. they've got silverware on the line as well. It's so it's it 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 could be a real cup final kind of atmosphere, as you're saying. Um for Sunday, but uh, I mean, the, the way things are, Ireland have to be favorites and, uh, you know, d- d- you wouldn't want to back them, but it, it definitely won't be easy. Okay. So just one last thing is it's Friday afternoon. Uh, we're recording. So I just want to say best of luck to the under twenties who also have a six nations date with the Scots this weekend. But other than that, we're going to leave it there. Many thanks to Kigo for joining me on another preview show. Cheers and- everybody. And uh, everyone check out his website, kigolabs.com, for news of his latest gigs and also his podcast, Apologies Up Front. By the way, Apologies Up Front is the name of the pod, not a disclaimer from me, <laughs> just to be clear. And as ever, all his rev- relevant links can be found in the program notes. So be sure to join the conversation on Mastodon throughout the match and then maybe head over to our Facebook page at full time and leave your thoughts there. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend of rugby wherever you are and stay safe, everyone. Salon.